to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Good morning, One Church family. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that this has been a, a long, difficult week. And uh, it is so good to get to speak to you today. Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you all uh, for joining us. And thank you for the incredible job that you have done this week of rallying together. Uh, I know that it's been a hard time and and a number of people facing some very, um, very great challenges and difficulties as a result of the storm. Um, and, and it has been a difficult time. But at the same time, it's been awesome to see uh, the church family rallying together, um, to see people loving one another, caring for one another, serving one another. I've heard stories of people uh, helping others to clean out their houses when they faced flooding, to cut down trees, uh, serving neighbors, and it's just awesome. So I just want to say thank you uh, this morning for being the church, and also thank you for joining us today. I know some of you may just be watching this at home on your phone. Uh, maybe you still don't have power, but I know some of us are gathered in house church today, and so I hope that you are feeling encouraged. Um, the sun is out, and it's good to be together. Um, as you can see, uh, I'm not in my normal uh, setting to record. This is far less produced. I'm just speaking to you from my office. Uh, the normal um, little studio that we use, uh, we're not able to use because of uh, power outages. So I am recording this on my phone. This is like uh, post-hurricane. Uh, no production status. I tried to set up some other lights here um, so that it's not glaring off of my head, but uh there were shadows that didn't work. So I'm coming to you full Michael Scott status from the office today. But I think God can still work in spite of fluorescent lighting. But uh, if you have your Bible, why don't you grab it with me and turn to Mark chapter 4. And uh, while we're turning there, I'll just mention this, how incredibly grateful I am for the awesome people that serve in the area of production specifically uh, to make not only our our gatherings happen in person, but also the incredible job that they do. Uh, Nate, in particular, with the videography work and others that are involved with that, Ben Shepler and Daniel Santiago with the audio production and Ethan and Megan Sims and other people that are involved in that. I just want to say thank you so much. And also, I want to say how excited I am uh, that we will soon be in a building of our own where we can have a setup and it will be a much better situation than this. So this is temporary, but uh, in the spirit of post-hurricane flexibility, I hope that you will still be able to receive from the Lord today. Well, if you have your Bible, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, and I want to read to verse 41. And uh, this is a passage that I have been meditating on this week. And uh, when I read it, I'm sure that you will understand why. It says this, On the same day when evening had come, he he said to them, that's to his disciples, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. I love that picture of Jesus, sleeping Jesus. (laughs) And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Don't you care, Jesus? We're dying. 
Verse 39, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to speak to you today on the thought of Jesus in the storm. Jesus in the storm, obviously applicable to the season that we have found ourselves in. And I don't know about you, but I just want to go on record today as saying that I hate storms. I don't like storms. I know there are some people that like the thrill. They think it's exciting. But I just have to tell you, I don't like storms. Some people uh, chase storms. They are storm chasers. I'm not a, a storm chaser. I'm a storm avoider. I want to go away from storms, not just hurricanes. Uh, I don't even like thunder and lightning. I don't like it. I don't like storms. But the truth is that for every single one of us that are watching this, if we live in Florida, storms are an unavoidable reality. We may want to avoid them, but they're a part of life. And you may say, well, this is a good moment for me to head north. I think I'm going to go move to um, Missouri or some other place. I don't know. Uh, but the reality is that not just our physical storms a part of life, but um, storms uh, in general, difficulty, you know, storms is a metaphor of just the difficult, uh, trying, dark, hard days of life. That's a, that's a reality. And all of us uh, have probably been, well, we've been through a physical storm, but I, I imagine that we could tell the stories of the storms of life that we have been in, perhaps a storm in your family, perhaps a storm in your health, uh, perhaps a financial storm, perhaps an emotional storm, a difficult season, perhaps a relational storm in some uh, way. We've all been through a storm the last two and a half years, culturally in this storm, uh, this season that we've been in. So storms are a part of life, but the good news is that the Bible actually speaks a lot about storms. Uh, there's a lot of passages in the scripture that speak to storms. But I love this passage in particular because this is one of the passages where we see Jesus in the midst of a storm. And, and I believe this, that if storms are not avoidable, we need to learn how to navigate the storms of life. How do we respond when we find ourselves in those moments where the, the sky turns dark uh, and, and the waves begin to crash in on us? The waves of despair, the waves of difficulty, the waves of loss, the waves of anger begin to crash in on us. If we can't avoid the storms of life, we need to learn how to navigate the storms of life. And so I want to give you a few keys today that I believe uh, God would have us to know from this passage that we can learn how to navigate the storms of life. And I want to share with you four things. I'm going to try to move through it quickly uh, today. But the first thing I want you to see is this, that following Jesus does not exempt you from storms. Following Jesus doesn't exempt you from storms. I'd love to tell you that as soon as you give your life to Jesus and become a follower of Jesus, that uh, the heavens part over you, the sun comes upon you, and that you will just live your life in perpetual uh, 72 degrees, zero humidity and sunny. That's like perfect weather for me. Um, I'd love to tell you that, but if I told you that, I would be lying because 
following Jesus does not exempt you from storms. And here we see that reality for these disciples. Now, let me tell you this. There are some storms in life that we can put ourselves in. Uh, if you remember the story of Jonah, he put himself in a storm by disobeying God. And, and so there are some storms that we can avoid by obeying Jesus. But even when we obey Jesus, uh, that doesn't exempt us from storms. In fact, there are times where Jesus will lead us, seemingly lead us into a storm. Why does he do that? He does it because he is testing us and proving the strength of our faith. You see, there is a contrast here in this passage. The Bible opens up this passage that we read, and it says this, on the same day when evening had come, on the same day. What is the same day? It, it, it was a day that Jesus had spent the first part of the day teaching his, uh, actually teaching not just his disciples, but teaching the multitudes on the seashore. And um, they were there hearing incredible teaching. It would have been like the most epic uh, church conference ever. I mean, they were hearing the kingdom of God taught and, and expounded upon. I mean, you know, I can just imagine they would have been shouting, you know, hallelujah. It was that kind of a moment. Not only was it great teaching, but they were also in a beautiful atmosphere. The Bible says that they were down on the seaside. Jesus was sitting in a boat and he was teaching them. Now, we've not done that um, environment yet in one church, but you never know. Uh, we may try the seaside, lakeside uh, teaching environment in the future. But it was just a beautiful environment. And I kind of think that it was probably a beautiful day because the Bible says there was multitudes that came out. But I want you to notice that the, although there was multitudes that, that were there for that um, sunny seaside environment, that there was the disciples that went into the storm. Jesus put his disciples into a storm. And that's really a picture of contrast uh, between what I would say is fair weather faith, the people that that when everything is good and life is good and the music is good and the atmosphere is good and the teaching is good and church is easy and beautiful and, um, you know, have everything ready for me so that I can show up. And then I really love Jesus and I love following him. Fair weather faith is easy to have, but God doesn't want us to have fair weather faith. He wants us to have strong faith. He wants us to have faith that can endure the difficulties and the storms of life. And in order to prove the strength of our faith, we have to endure the storms of life. Here in Florida, uh, if you ever want to build something, I'm building a little pool house at my house right now. And in, when you're building something, you're always building it here in Florida in with hurricanes in mind. You're building something thinking, uh, I'm going to build this strong because one day a hurricane will come. And... Here in Florida, we have to build with certain materials and certain supplies that have been hurricane rated. Why? Because it's not a matter of if storms will come, it's a matter of when and will the building stand. And the same is true about our faith. It's easy to have fair weather faith when life is easy and it gives you all the feels, but fair weather faith will not stand through the storms of life. We need to have hurricane rated faith. And you may make a profession of faith in that seaside, sunny day environment. But let me tell you this, your faith is proven in the middle of the storm. And so Jesus brought his 
disciples into the middle of the storm in order to test them and prove their faith. The Apostle Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. He actually speaks about this testing and this difficulty and the purpose behind it. He says this, that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, if there was anybody that knew about the storms of life, the Apostle Paul knew about the storms of life. Not only had he been in a physical storm, shipwrecked, uh, you know, while on a missions trip, washed up on a beach, not only was he flogged and, and, and put under house arrest and put in prison, um, but he faced all of these difficulties as a follower of Jesus. And yet he says, these are light and momentary afflictions, light and momentary afflictions that are working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I want to give you a word of encouragement today. If you're in the middle of a storm, perhaps related to this physical storm that we've been through. If you're in a difficult season, it is not wasted. It is working. God is working through the storm that you are in to refine and to prove your faith so that it's not just fair weather faith when life is easy, but it's faith that stands up under difficulty, not, not, not only because he wants your life to, to stand the test of time and the test of storms, but he wants your life to become an example for other people. And so number one, I want you to see this, that following Jesus does not exempt you from storms. The second thing I want you to see is this, that if we are gonna navigate successfully the storms of life, number two is this, that we cannot doubt in the dark what we knew in the light. Or, or we could say it this way, don't doubt in the dark what God has said to you in the light. Specifically in this account, we see that Jesus gathers the disciples into the boat and he says to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now here they are, they've gone a little ways and they're in the middle of the boat. The storm begins to rage and they, they cry out, Jesus, we're, we're perishing, don't you care? And how quickly they have forgotten the word of the Lord, the word that Jesus had said, let us cross over to the other side. And here they are, they've heard the word of God, but now they are living not out of the word, they're living in result of the circumstances of their life. And the same is often true for us. You know, God gives us a call, gives us a, a vision, gives us a dream, gives us perhaps a prophetic word or prompting for our lives or for a season or for our family or business. And we step out and suddenly the wind begins to blow. Suddenly the waves begin to crash. Suddenly the boat begins to, to fill up and, and, and things get hard. And how quickly we forget what God has spoken over us. How quickly we forget that Jesus has said, I'm going to take you to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. I want you to know this, that, that the circumstances of life will change, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And if you want to build your life on a firm foundation, a lot firmer than the table that I'm kicking right now with my camera on it, but if you want to build your life on a firm foundation, you need to build your life on the word of God. Build your life on the word of God. And it's when you find yourself in the middle of the storm that you are holding on to, 
I see the wind, I see the waves, but I'm holding on to what God has said over my circumstances. Perhaps it's for your children. You face a difficult uh, season with your children. You've got to hold on to uh, the, the word of the Lord over your children. Perhaps it's in your finances. You, you face a difficult season. You've got to hold on to what has God said over your life. Don't doubt in the dark what you knew to be true in the light. If Jesus has said, you're crossing over. Let me tell you the good news. All hell may break loose. Come hell and high water, you will cross over. If God has said you will cross over, uh, you will cross over. You can't build your life on the circumstances. You can't build your life on, on the expectation of ease and comfort, but you can build your life on the word of God. This is what theologians call the immutability of God, that God does not change. Everything else in life will change. Your, your finances may change. Your health will change. Uh, your family may change. But there is one thing that will endure forever, and it is the Word of God. So if you find yourself in a storm, don't doubt in the dark what God has said to you in the light. You've got to stand up with the Word of God in faith. Uh, I could imagine the, the response that the disciples could have had and how could the story have been different if rather than freaking out and forgetting the word of God, what if the disciples had stood up and began to declare over the wind and the waves, let us cross over to the other side. They begin to declare the word of God, let us cross over to the other side, over their circumstances. I want to tell you the good news today, regardless of what difficulty you're going through, the word of the Lord for you is let us cross over to the other side. You are going through. And ultimately, that's the eternal hope that we have, that although this life is temporal, although our circumstances, regardless of how good or how bad they are, that they are temporary. We will cross over. We will uh, live an eternal life with God. That's the hope we have, as the author of Hebrews says, that we have this hope as an anchor for our souls. When you're in a storm and you feel you can be blown off course, you need to throw out the anchor of hope, the Word of God. Here's what God has said over my life. Here's what God has said over my family. Here's what God has said over my health and over my circumstances. And even though I don't see it, I will stand on the Word of God. Don't doubt in the dark what you knew to be true in the light. The third thing I want you to see is this. If you're going to successfully navigate the storms of life, the third thing is this, that you can be in a storm and not have a storm in you. You can be in a storm, but you don't have to have a storm in you. You can be in the middle of darkness and, and what may seem to be despair and difficulty, but you don't have to have that in you. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but I want you to look at this example or contrast the example of Jesus versus the disciples. They were both in the same boat, literally, but they had very different reactions. Uh, they, they were both in the wind and the waves and the water was rising in the boat. But Jesus was at sleep, uh, asleep at peace because he understood that he was not living from his circumstances. He was living from his spirit. He was allowing his spirit to control his circumstances rather than his circumstances to control his spirit. You know, there is uh, this is a, a picture of this 
reality and the, the difference between our outer man, as the Apostle Paul says, our outer man is perishing, but our inner man is being renewed day by day. Your outer man faces the circumstances. Perhaps it's it, it, it's um, the wind and the waves and, and the water rising, or perhaps it's financial challenges, or perhaps it's health challenges. Your outer man is facing those circumstances, but your inner man can live at peace even in the middle of the difficult, challenging circumstances. You see, Jesus brought peace into his circumstances because he had peace within him. He was living at peace. And that is uh, the opportunity that every single one of us had, that we will find ourselves in storms, but we don't have to have a storm in us. Uh, you could probably attest to this, that you probably, like me, have seen people that have been in the hardest circumstances of life, perhaps a terminal diagnosis, perhaps an irreversible loss, and they're in the midst of, uh, of horrific circumstances, yet they're living at peace because they have peace with God. They are living in the place of rest. They are living in the place of what, what Jesus calls the kingdom of God, eternal life, life and uh, uh, um, joy and peace, righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. They are living in the kingdom even though they are in a sinking ship. They're living in the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but, but I want to live in that place. I have to admit, if I'm honest, I'm not always in that place. Sometimes I am, uh, but I'm not always in that place. Sometimes I have turmoil in my heart. And, and here's the, the challenging thing is that if you have storms, if you have turmoil in your heart, even if your circumstances aren't stormy, you will bring storms into your life. Have you ever met somebody like that? Uh, that everywhere they go, there seems to be a perpetual hurricane following them. They release it into the atmosphere, turmoil. They come into the office, there's turmoil, there's darkness, there's, there's confusion because it's in them. But we can be as Jesus was in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the storm, but we're living at peace. We can be in the storm and not have the storm in us because we're not living from our circumstances to our spirit. We're living from our spirit into our circumstances. How do you do that? You do it through spending time with God, spending time with the Father. I've shared this with you before that the Bible, or actually uh, scientists have told us that in intimate closeness, that people's hearts actually begin to beat at the same rate. And I believe this, that means that you may be in a storm, you may be in circumstances that would elevate your heart rate <laughs> to the place of fear and turmoil and anxiety. But if you're living in relationship with God, if you're living in the secret place with God, your heart can be at rest even while your life is in the storm. So you can be in a storm without having a storm in you. The fourth thing that I want you to see if we're going to successfully navigate the storms of life is this, that through storms, we see Jesus in a new light. Through storms, we see Jesus in a new light. In fact, I love what the Bible says in verse 41, when Jesus has awoken and he has rebuked the wind and the waves, peace be still. I love what the Bible says that the disciples said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him. Who can this be 
In other words, they're saying, who is, who is this guy? Who is he? You see, they had known him as a teacher, but now they saw him as their Lord. They saw him as the king of the universe. They knew him as a teacher, and that's good. We should know Jesus as the teacher. They woke him up, teacher, don't you know that we're perishing? But now as they see him rebuke the wind and the waves, they say, who is this? Who is this? Why? Because they're seeing him in a new light. And the same is true for every single one of us, that when we go through the storms of life, one of the blessings of the storms is that we see Jesus in a new light. There's a new dimension of his glory. There's a new dimension of his goodness. There's a, a new dimension of his nature and his character that can only be revealed in the storm. You, you, you see, uh, you'll never know Jesus as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, if you've never been in lack. If you've never needed provision, you won't know him as Jehovah Jireh. You won't know Jesus as Jehovah Rapha. These are the Old Testament names of God that are applied to Jesus. You won't know him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, if you've never been sick, if you've never needed healing in your body. You'll never know him as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, a, a, a banner of victory, a banner of confidence. You'll never know him as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner, if you've never been in a battle where you've had to raise the banner of victory in Jesus. You'll never know him as Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd, the, the, the shepherd of your soul who carries you, who guides you. You'll never know him as Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, our shepherd, if you've never been in the valley of the shadow of death. You'll never know him as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace, if you've never been in a storm. And perhaps you're in that place today. Perhaps you're in a storm today. Here's the good news, that Jesus is with you. Let, let me say this, don't jump ship. If you're in a storm, don't jump ship on Jesus. Cling to Jesus, stay with Jesus, call on Jesus, because he will take you to the other side. Let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you for every person that's listening to this, that's watching this today. God, I thank you, Lord, that even as we have been through this physical storm this week, Father, we thank you that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us, that you are with us. Lord, I pray that today we would sense your presence drawing near to us. Father, I, I pray that we would sense the nearness of Jesus. Let us be as if the disciples were in the boat uh, drawing near to Jesus, sensing his heartbeat, picking up that heartbeat of rest, Lord, so that even in the middle of the storm, we can be at peace. Lord, we thank you that we have this hope, Lord, that even in the midst of difficult days, Father, you will carry us through. You will take us to the other side. So I speak that over your people today. Joy and peace, even in the midst of difficult days. We thank you for it. Lord, thank you that even for our church, you are taking us through. Thank you, Lord, for the great season, the great future, the great promise and purpose that you have for us. And Lord, we say we will be at rest even in the midst of the storm. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, thank you so much for joining me today here in my office. Uh, but I hope God encourages you through this word. And I want to encourage you to take some time to 
Pray for one another. Perhaps people have been affected by this storm and you can rally together, help one another. Perhaps people are in storms in other areas of life and you can speak encouragement over one another. Perhaps you can even tell testimonies, some of you that have endured the storms of life to encourage one another. But thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget next Sunday, we're going to be at Harriet's Orlando Ballet Center, six o'clock for our second one night worship gathering. It's going to be an awesome time. I can't wait to see you then. God bless you.